Welcome to Check It Out, a Westerville Public Library podcast where librarians share what we like and where you can find it. I'm Jordan, an adult services librarian. I'm Megan, and I'm also an adult services librarian. And I'm David, the supervisor of the Innovation Lab. All right, guys, thanks for coming back. This time, we've got an icebreaker from Megan. Yes. So growing up, my dad bestowed upon me the moniker, the Sandwich Queen, because (laughs) I am all about making huge and elaborate sandwiches. I'm sort of obsessed. If I could only eat one thing for the rest of my life, it would be sandwiches. Like a big Scooby-Doo sandwich? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep, yep. So what I want to know today is what, what your favorite sandwich is. Ooh. Okay, so let's talk about what is a sandwich for the purposes of this. Uh-oh. Like, is not a burger? Buns. Not a bun. Okay. Not That's a bun. I'd, I'd take anything between two pieces of bread. So I'll count burgers. Okay. But I feel like a bun is technically one piece of bread that's oh, just Oh, like creased. a hot dog bun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's out of the way. It's just okay. a creased slice of bread. So okay. no hot dogs. But I'll accept a burger if your okay. favorite sandwich is a burger. Ooh. Okay. David, why don't you go first? <laughs> well, here, I, I almost have two answers. One is if I'm going to make a sandwich at home, what I want to go with. And two is my favorite sandwich like of all time. So at home, one of the things uh, that I stopped eating for years that now as a dad, I could finally eat again. I shouldn't have been ashamed of it, but just the classic PB&J. Oh, like, yeah. It's so simple. I, for like almost 15 years, you know, since I since I moved out of the house, didn't have access, certainly wouldn't buy white bread if I bought bread of any kind, sometimes wheat, a lot mm-hmm. of times just like low-fat tortillas or whatever and doing wraps um, just, you know, to be more conscious. And then as soon as I had an excuse to buy white bread again, yep. and not Wonder Bread, Wonder Bread is something like that's cotton, that does not taste... <laughs> uh, yeah, it, but but just your standard white bread uh, and Texas toast, maybe, maybe, yeah, a little bit it's thicker, good, so that way it doesn't like sop bread. through. Yeah, and then yeah. just <laughs> some peanut butter. I, I'm a crunchy guy, so uh, I'm, uh, I know that that's a conversation and a argument for some people, but um, but yeah, just PB and J, and so I love doing that. The simplicity of it, being able to make my daughter one, and then also just being like, well, I'm gonna make myself one too. Yeah, right. Yeah, but my favorite sandwich of all time is a Cuban sandwich. Like, ah, uh, 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 ah, dude, did, did I steal that ah, from you? Ah, you stole it from uh, me. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's no, one no, of those no, things. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> the first time I had a Cuban sandwich, I grew up in Cleveland, and next to the West Side Market was a Cuban sandwich joint called Little Lie. I remember my mom, if we ever went growing up, we would get a sandwich next door. Um, and that's kind of like the first time I ever had that. And it's just like mm-hmm. everything about it, like the cheese and the, and the, and the mustard. And, and, and the I lo- pickle. Oh, yes, dude. Everything about mm-hmm. it is just so, yeah. Uh, anytime I'm somewhere and I see that they have a Cuban sandwich, I'm, I always have to like try it just to see like oh, yeah. how is this they a do good it. One? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, even at, at its worst, you're still like, okay, I'm still getting some like good yeah. still a sandwich. Just, yeah. Yeah. But there's <laughs> the, you know, a couple of things like if they switched it up, that would just make it perfect. But yeah, that Cuban sandwich, uh, one of my favorite. Yeah, nice choice. You you made it easy for me. So then I I am gonna settle with a, just a cheeseburger. I like. If I could eat a cheeseburger for every meal except breakfast, I, I would. Like, <laughs> ah, but the real question then is, what do you put on your cheeseburger? Okay, yeah. So gotta mix it up sometimes. <laughs> Usually ketchup and mustard, but I also like like a like a mustard and mayo. Mm. Mm. I'm more no of a mustard ketchup. and mayo kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's always a good one. Um, gotta go with pickles at the very least, and then I might mess around with some lettuce and some tomato. 
never onions, maybe sometimes bacon, but yeah, at the very minimum, I need mustard and pickle and then either mayo or ketchup. Very nice. (laughs) If you ever find yourself in Minnesota, there are a handful of restaurants that will serve a type of burger called a Juicy Lucy. They basically put the cheese in the burger. I've heard of that. Absolutely delicious. However, if you don't bite it right, then you just got molten cheese coming out the wrong end and that can be a real (laughs) disappointment. So I'm going to follow David's example. My favorite at-home sandwich is a sandwich that my dad always made growing up. Every time Matt and I go home and my parents ask what food we want, I request this every single time. My dad, I don't know what they're really called, but my dad always called them range sandwiches. So it's like a a good bun and then you it's like a fancy hot ham and cheese sandwich. So you mm. bake the ham and he always used, um, I want to say like Havarti and Munster cheese, maybe mm. Havarti and Provolone. So it gets really nice and melty. Yeah. And then the sauce on it is like a honey mustard, Dijon, like onion poppy seed dressing. Wow. Super sloppy and delicious. I mean, just <laughs> the best hot ham and cheese sandwich ever. So that's my favorite at home sandwich. But much like you, David, when I go out, if there's a Reuben on the menu, it's going to be mm. real hard for me to yep. not order the Reuben. Yep. And my favorite Reuben that I've had this far in my life, very well made be the Schmitz down in German Village has a Bahama Mama Reuben. I didn't know they had one. They make a Reuben sandwich with their Bahama Mama sausage, which is like a little bit of, it's Mm -hmm. not spicy, but it's got a little bit of a zing. Hmm. So they basically just uh, make patties out of the same sausage and then they make a Reuben with the Bahama Mama sausage patty and it is so good. (laughs) It's so good. Like... I could eat multiple sandwiches of that right (laughs) right in a row and be pretty happy about it. If you haven't had it, you got to go. Yeah, I was going to say, it's one of those, like, what you described, like, when you go out to eat somewhere, it has to be something, right? Like, okay, normally, right, I want something I can't make at home. Yeah. Yeah. But especially because of, like, a Reuben and a Cuban sandwich, there's so many parts involved to get Mm -hmm. it to that point that one would not normally do at home that it's just like- Exactly. Yeah, it's such an indulgent treat. I love it. Oh my god! Now I'm now I'm starving. Uh, <laughs> that's so, the episode, guys. <laughs> that's it. We got a yeah. go. sandwich yeah. mini nope. episode. Let's just throw out our picks real yeah. quick and then let's go eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into our picks. I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, my pick today is going to be "If I Was Your Girl" by Meredith Russo. I'm suggesting the audiobook version, which is available on the Ohio Digital Library, so Libby or Overdrive. And this is a young adult novel about a trans teen who comes to a new school and she falls in love with a guy and then is worried, you know, like, what will he think like when he knows that I'm trans and what will other people think when they find out that I'm trans? The whole thing, the backstory is like she was at this other school. She lives in the South someplace. So already she's not like in a very tolerant setting. And then she moves, she, um, I think she like got really beaten up, like, and spent time in the hospital when she was at her old school. Um, so she moves to this new school, has transitioned more and tries to just start a new life. But then, you know, some of her like past sort of catches up to her and, you know, she's worried about like what's going to happen. And it's just a really, really interesting insight into what trans teens go through. Um, it's written by a trans author and, um, I thought it was like really, really enlightening and, not too intense. It could be really, really, really intense. 
but it was just a good like way to ease into sort of the discussion of like trans issues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it won a bunch of awards, Publishers Weekly, Kirkus Reviews, Goodreads Award, Barnes & Noble, Indie, Next, Top 10, uh, a bunch of them. So yeah, that's um, If I Was Your Girl by Meredith Russo, available on the Ohio Digital Library. Check it out. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie called What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. It is a a comedy mockumentary out of New Zealand by Taika Waititi, the same guy that directed Jojo Rabbit and Thor Ragnarok. It is a mockumentary about a house full of vampires and just like what their life as vampires is like. Mm -hmm. And it is hilarious and just cannot recommend it highly enough you can stream it through the hoopla app um and then just as a side note there is a television spin-off series that was created based on it that's by the same people Jermaine Clement, who was uh, who did Flight of the Concords, he's in the movie and then he and Taika Waititi are the creators of the television show you can watch that on Hulu But if you don't have Hulu, then you can for free watch the movie of it. It's just a good time. I feel like, you know, the world's a really heavy and and awful place sometimes. And it's a good a good way to just escape that for an hour and a half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. It was way funnier than I thought it would be. Same. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I love how each of the vampires that live in the house together is like a different type of vampire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's like the really creepy Nosferatu one, and there's more (laughs) of your traditional like, you know, Vlad the Impaler kind of guy. And then they even have like an Edward Cullen type, you know, Um, Uh which is, yeah, it's it's just really funny. And then, of course, their clash with the werewolves is legendary. Their feud with the werewolves is hilarious. Those parts are amazing. Thing. can't recommend that highly enough that's that's one that's like on repeat in our household like uh my wife and i can watch that actually wow i just realized it's that or thor ragnarok we can just watch like anytime yeah. on repeat we don't get sick of it yeah <laughs> have you checked out the tv show no no i'm afraid that it won't hold up to the you know the standard that the movie sets Matt and I are enjoying it. Yeah. Okay. It's different characters and it's in a different country. So that I think mm-hmm. that helps. It's not trying to like just continue a story that was finished being told. Yeah. I'd at least recommend giving it a try. I can't I can't promise that you'll feel like it lived up to the movie, but yeah. it's been entertaining enough that we just finished the second season. Oh, okay. So yeah, what we do in the shadows, stream it now on Hoopla. Check it out. Cool. Thank you. David. All right. So for my pick today, I'm going to recommend uh, an album that you could access on Hoopla. It's an album by the musician Gary Clark Jr., who is from Austin, Texas, and it is the album Black and Blue. It is a 2012 album. Gary Clark Jr. is a blues musician, but what's great about the album is that it's a really kind of great mix that has like certain tracks that sound like soul songs, some hip hop and like R&B influenced tracks, some almost like straight up like, you know, your traditional old school like rock and roll, and just all within the same album by the same musician, just kind of showing his variety. Um, I first came across his music when I saw the 2013-2014 film Chef, uh, which is a great movie. 
Um, if you haven't seen Chef before, I'm going to hold that off because I think that might be a pick I do actually do down the line. <laughs> but uh, during the film, they go to a festival. He's playing. I was so uh, enamored by the song that they were playing. I had to look into like, okay, where, <laughs> who is this? Nice. How do I hear yeah. more of them? And I remember, uh, you know, I listened to this album. It was something that was on repeat in my uh, car for a while um, when I borrowed it first from the library that I was working at. One of the songs, um, Bright Lights, Big City, was used in commercials. Uh, so, like, if you queue up that track, you'll recognize it from it might have been like a car commercial that might have used mm-hmm. it and some other things like that. Um, and he's done a lot of really unique music since then. But this is one that I remember just kind of when I first got it, just really just digging that variety in terms of his musicianship uh, as someone that likes various types of music myself. I thought that was kind of really neat to see. Um, so, yeah, Gary Clark Jr., Black and Blue. You can find it on Hoopla and physically through the library as well. Check it out. Cool. Thanks. All right. So that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you for listening to Check It Out. Megan, David, thank you for being here. Happy to. Thank you. And we'll be back next week with another episode. See you. Bye. Bye-bye.